Chapter Two of Find the Woman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Find the Woman by Gillette Burgess. Chapter Two: The House of the Fortune Teller. How John Fenton went downtown without an object and became involved in a picturesque adventure with a certain strange lady. John Fenton returned from the office one April evening and, as usual, gazed long at the picture he went out with the spell still upon him it charmed him even in the heated sordid commonplace atmosphere of the cheap restaurant where he habitually dined aforetimes he had held interrupted jocose intercourse with milly his favorite waitress but of late milly's charms had faded he had begun to notice that her hands and ears were large after his small squat cup of adulterated boiled coffee he took a subway express to times square and as was his wont wandered down broadway into the splendor of modern babylon new york was waking up to its perfervid night life the electric signs blazed convulsively throwing spasms of red and white and green against the darkling sky the taxicabs grew nervous hurried searching here and there like roaches in a dirty kitchen the women of the shadow began to emerge into the glare overtly stalking their prey john fenton still wrapped in his dream walked on unregarding like a machine at the opera house he waked up enough to take his accustomed place in a shy corner to watch the influx of wealth and fashion he had a new measure for their grace and beauty now and as they entered one by one they failed once he had a sudden clutching gasp of surprise as a girl passed him cool and imperious in her long cloak of chinchilla he stared at first he wildly thought his time had come and she was the girl of the picture but she turned full upon him and he saw her mouth was selfish cruel false he turned and walked downtown trembling and after a while passed still dreaming into a side street to escape the crowd he had not gone far when his idly roving eyes encountered a sign on a door reading madame oswald palmist and medium he stopped and stared at it curiously why not for once seek that vulgar shrine consult the oracle and illumine his fate life of late while seeming duller of fact had to his fancy become suddenly stimulated that fancy must be fed a mere portrait could no longer satisfy him he was in a mood for romance and here was one of romance's immemorial priestesses he slowly ascended the steps rang the bell waited a negro servant opened to him and led him into a front parlor lighted by a single lamp on a table he sat down already embarrassed upon an uncomfortable red plush sofa and gazed fascinated at a huge painted panel on the opposite wall whereon some audacious amateur had copied some wearied professional's conception of francesca da rimini and her lover the black eyes of the heroine held him till madame oswald appeared massive blonde swathed in a purple gown there were the usual preliminaries madame's quick close scrutiny appraising him at a glance an attempt to secure a full life reading at double the ordinary price the production of a velvet pad upon which his hand should rest 
and the drone of prophecy began she prodded his palm with a little ivory pointer noted extraordinary lines stars and mounts and brought forth her three inevitable themes the gentleman was of a strangely sensitive nature and was much misunderstood he was worried over something and didn't know quite what to do he had intuition psychic power mediumship but it was undeveloped a course of developing seances now at five dollars a week would bring out unexpected powers no well then let him ask a question she leaned back and closed her eyes fenton watched her bulky satin chest heave heavily as she breathed her large placid face with its one hairy mole fascinated him then the picture came into his mind and he asked in a whisper who is she who is she she repeated as if to some spirit guide her voluminous bust expanded in a gasp she quivered rolled her head and finally answered i see the letters b c she opened her eyes suddenly and shot at him ain't that right darned if i know he replied at that she plucked up courage and went on without hesitation b c she repeated it's bell or blanche or bessie i ain't sure which but she's in your life current and she's attracting you her way yes yes you're going to marry her and marry with money too i ain't sure if it's hers or yourn but look out for one thing and that's a man with a split ear don't you trust him is they anything else you wanted to know fifty cents please fenton never paid the fee for no sooner had she spoken than with a terrified expression she jumped up and ran to the window she turned back to him a large white anguished face my god the police they're a-goin to pull me she began to pluck at her breast and moan fenton rose beginning to be frightened himself what the devil's the matter he grabbed up his hat and his coat oh i knew they was a-roundin up the mediums and palmists this week she cried but i come across with my tax to the captain all right only last tuesday and he swore they'd never touch me this means a hundred dollars out for me and i ain't got ten say kid you get out quick or they'll hold you for a witness i don't want no more evidence than i can help hurry for god's sake get out through the back parlor there even as she spoke the front door bell rang and the handle was rattled to enforce the summons fenton did not stay to see the issue but ran in between the folding doors to a room cluttered by feminine garments in scandalous disorder he opened a door into the hall but on the instant heard the officers entering he could not escape that way if he could not find some other exit he would be caught like a rat in a trap he darted to the window and saw a fire-escape landing out he climbed the back yard showed no feasible route of egress he ran up the iron ladder peered into a window tried it and found it locked then hurried up to the next floor here the window was opened and the room lighted he glanced in and gave a suppressed cry of surprise stooping down to the floor a woman dressed in russian sables was gathering into a travelling bag by handfuls a profusion of gems that scattered upon the carpet made the place a miracle by the vivid flashes of red blue yellow and green that dazzled his eyes 
there must have been in all some two hundred precious stones set and unset rings bracelets necklaces pins and pendants where there was not the prismatic fire of precious stones there was the dull sheen of gold for the most part the jewels lay in a puddle of gorgeous colour but spattered from this all over the floor single sparks of radiant light twinkled as if a rainbow had exploded in the room and lay in splendid fragments as he stood there transfixed the woman turned caught sight of his white face and screamed with a sudden movement she threw herself full length upon the floor like a hen trying to protect her chicks at the approach of a hawk fenton was too astonished to think of his own peril too astonished even to speak it was the woman who broke the silence who are you for god's sake she moaned still fenton stared aghast inarticulate are you a burglar his tongue loosened at last the house is raided the police are downstairs they've got madame oswald what in heaven's name does all this mean she paled she faltered then with a shocked face arose and stood with her hand to her head as if panic-stricken fenton got a good look at her now and saw that she was beautiful with a piquant eager face exquisite scarlet lips and deep brown eyes suffused with tears her skin had an olive cast and her hair was dark altogether she was unlike any woman he had ever seen an exotic type with a sensuous prettiness made delicate refined by great intelligence was she oriental there was at least something tropical about her beauty it was too vivid too moving for an anglo-saxon she had stood staring at him thinking intently now she darted to the window and laid a gracile hand upon his arm as she looked sharply into his face she spoke under her breath you look honest and brave will you help me i have not a moment to lose if the police are in the house quick without waiting an answer she dragged him over the window-sill into the room before he had collected his wits she was scrabbling the jewels from the floor and loading them into his pockets i swear i am innocent of any crime she exclaimed passionately as she gathered a handful of diamonds rubies and emeralds from the floor and dropped them into his overcoat pocket you've got to help me out there is no one else to save me and the honour of a great family she ran to the door listened and returned with compressed lips to stoop for more jewels they dripped from her fingers as she rose great drops of iridescent colour the hues of blood and poison to be gathered again in her little hands all i want is that these things should be restored to their rightful owner why if the police find them here it will be awful i can never explain a terrible scandal will come out again she scraped up her hands full chains of fire opals brooches of carved emeralds topazes and sapphires a tiny enamelled watch a half-dozen rings dazzling with rubies already his inside pockets were full the stones pressed hard against his sides she opened the flaps of his outside pockets and thrust in more gems don't ask any questions there's no time i hope to god you can get away safe you must do your best i am being followed but they won't suspect you now then be quick by this time the last jewel was concealed and fenton his coat bulging with the treasure stood before her pale and trembling with excitement 
just then there came a noise from the stairway a bang upon the hall door out the window she hissed get away somehow for heaven's sake and meet me at Sheffield hall and wait till i come in another instant she had hustled him out on to the fire escape shut the window behind him and turned off the gas as he climbed the next flight of iron steps out of sight he heard the pounding on the door grow louder someone was shouting for her to open End of chapter two